0: Hello everybody welcome to another session this is the doctor speaking intersecting the, the uh, dissecting the intersection between work and learning getting a mouthful i'll tell you what um i have a wonderful guest here with me today this ends off season two where we've been looking at gen z and the various things that gen z get up to and my guest today is wait for it not going to university what connor welcome
1: thank you so much thank you for having me
0: on Wow, well, that's intriguing not going to university on a podcast that's all about university education well let's get <laughs> stuck in why don't you introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit more about who you are
1: yeah absolutely so i'm connor cotton i am the managing director here at not going to uni um and i have been now for wow three years i think um since i came back um as i was actually i started my career at not going to uni as well it was a junior sales exec uh, back when I left school. So real full circle going from junior sales exec to uh, uh, now running the company day to day. Um, that's that's obviously a bit of a pinch me moment at times, um, but also proof that I am walking, talking, not going to uni. I left school and went into the big bad world of sales, much to everyone's, uh, not disgust, that's definitely the wrong word, but much to everyone's um, points on all sales I wouldn't do that um, and I was like it can't be that bad um, and next thing you know it's you know it set me on a path to be where I am today so it was definitely the right path for me that's for sure.
0: Okay so let's get stuck into this not going to uni when did it start and what's the goal of it all?
1: Yeah so not going to uni was started back in 2008 by um, a chap called Tom so Tom was, like me, walking, talking, not going to uni in the sense of he'd, same story as me, he'd received all of his university offers and made the decision that university wasn't for him. But when looking on the market in 2008, apprenticeships, early careers, alternatives, to university weren't widely publicised. They weren't talked about a lot. So, so, Tom set up a website. He bought went online, bought a domain for however much he paid, called notgoingtouniversity.co.uk, and started blogging. Uh, and he was blogging his journey of not going to university and just posting things he found. So he might have found an apprenticeship at McDonald's in Surrey, and he'd post it and be like, "Oh look, I found this. I might apply for a kind of thing." And then a chap called Spencer Melman came along and said, "Hold on, there's something in this, Tom. There's a there's a product here," and and. Spencer basically took the business and took it to a level where it became a commercial operation. It became a business where the job board that transpired from that blog became a revenue generator. And for about 15, 16 years, that was not going to his core business. It was an online job board for young people to discover opportunities and a very successful job board. It had a couple of other strings to expose in that period of time. It had an ATS solution, which does still exist, actually, a company called Enroller. Um, So, they exist on their own now. Uh, It's had a a magazine when magazines are a big thing and loads of other bits and pieces. Um, And then when I came back, my goal was to basically take the business to the next level and take us past being just a job board and into what we are today as an organization, which is more of a recruitment marketing agency for engaging Gen Z instead of being just that job board that we historically have been. But the job board does still exist.
0: So, it could be sort of you're promoting people not to go university but since high degree apprenticeships have come in it's more about alternatives uh to career progression to career success so what what is it that you do what are the activities what are the events i know you've got ambassadors so so unpack a little bit you know what what does this all look like uh today
1: yeah so we've still got like like we alluded to we've still got the job board that platform that's online that's actually we're in october now in september just gone uh, september 2023 that was rebuilt from top to bottom and relaunched um, which was a really great project of mine so that's basically improving the user journey both for our users schools and colleges and and our recruitment partners we work with who, who advertise opportunities um we've got our Creative agency offering NGTU creates that's our, our filmmaking, our podcast creation, our live event broadcast team, uh, where we're creating content aimed for Gen Z. And that's not just for our commercial clients we work with, but also for ourselves. Um, we're walking, talking proof that content and good content is what sells to Gen Z, whether you're educating them on the alternatives to university or whether you are you know, trying to push a specific opportunity, you need really, really strong content. Hence, we've got that content agency in-house. We've got our social offering, so we're really firm believers, as I'm sure you're not surprised. Social media is where young people engage. You know, a lot of their lives are based around social media and different platforms. So we use social as a product offering for our employers to promote opportunities via ads, ad campaigns, etc. on there. But also as a platform, not going to uni, we're really big on pushing out free content on all of our platforms for young people. So we'll post handy videos on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. We work with our ambassadors. So our ambassadors are all apprentices, ex-apprentices, people who haven't gone to university, sharing their stories and making content for people like them, basically, who decide that university maybe isn't the pathway for them or they're in an RM. And gives them hopefully bits and pieces of knowledge, top tips, and different pathways. We're not against university though, that's the one thing that, that's really worth noting. I think sometimes people think that because we're called not going to uni, we're against university. You've alluded there to, to degree apprenticeships, of which a number of universities actually advertise those. But actually, we're really firm believers in it's about giving young people all the information and then letting them decide. We're never going to force them into, saying do an apprenticeship, do a first year job, do a gap year, do a degree. We want to say, no, you need as much information as possible because schools do struggle to give that information. You need all that information, all your pathways. Then hopefully you can make that slightly more educated decision. And it doesn't feel like a stab in the dark, which I think for a lot of young people, sometimes it has been. And it has just been a we'll only know about universities. That must be what I do. And we we really are firm believers in that shouldn't be the the be all and
0: end all. I think you make a really good point. The fact that uh, particularly the, the the new emerging generations going into the labour markets are on social media and a number of these other stakeholders, such as employers and or universities, are if we could generalise, they're not that strong on these particular platforms. And so, you know, what a great way to reach out through what you're doing to make an informed decision using those platforms as a way to communicate that. Um, So you're involved with schools, you're involved with employers, but you're also involved with a number of younger people uh, thinking, uh, visiting your job boards and so on. So with this broad range of connections with all these various stakeholders uh what are some of the key insights that you guys are gaining through all of this interaction
1: well i think the the, the biggest thing is that it means we've always got our hand on the pulse um because when you look at it's very hard you know you, we we do a lot of events in schools and colleges etc and that's a great great barometer but you know as you, as i'm sure everyone who's listening to this as well is well aware like it's not easy just to walk into school and college and gain insight, Uh, you know, there's so many processes. So our ambassadors are great for kind of sense, checking what's popular at the time. So we use them to sense check content ideas and things like this. I mean, the biggest thing is Gen Z is going to make up 27% of the workforce by 2025. So a really big part of what we're doing at the moment is educating employers that if Gen Z aren't part of your strategy now, they have to be in the next year, because by that 2025 point, 27% of your workforce are going to be Gen Z. So so employers have to figure out how to engage and how to um, align their brand with Gen Z. And that's things like meaningful work, work that delivers impact, uh, work that allows you career progression. These are all the key themes, work-life balance, these are the key themes we're seeing from young people that are top of their agenda when they're looking. They want to do, I think the stats are eight out of 10 want to do meaningful work. And, and meaningful work is basically work that delivers an impact and has a positive impact, whether it be on the world, on on you know people, however that, that's packaged up. Same with the work-life balance and so on. So employers have to align their strategy with that to engage Gen Z. But it also means that we as an organisation, not going to uni, need to align what we create as in terms of content for young people, what we create on behalf of our employer partners, what we push school and college, et cetera, aligns with all of this data and information. And and we're really big on, like I said, sense checking out with teams like our ambassadors, because they're, they are are Gen Z most of them still so they can kind of say yeah this is good this is not so good this is what I'd be looking for and so on and having people from different walks of life as well to give you those, their different opinions.
0: So talk us through a little bit how, how somebody becomes an ambassador we might have somebody listening to this thinking oh you know I want to get onto this uh, this train and produce this kind of material and be involved yeah. uh, how does that process
1: work? So typically we, um, we have an ambassadors team under our marketing team who um, it consists of Jamie, Parisha and Laura. And we'll typically get whoever's interested to get in touch with them. They, they, they have their own like email inbox for it. you're ambassadors at not going uni.co.uk, which I'm sure you can drop in the show notes um, as well. And ultimately what they'll do is they'll ask for a little bit more about your journey, what you're doing and so on um to kind of gauge how you could fit into the ecosystem of ambassadors the one thing we're really keen on we've had this before we had way too many law ambassadors at one time it was great for the law society like industry and societies but not so great when you're trying to educate people on all the alternatives so so hopefully find a gap um like i said i kind of alluded to that what we're trying to do is make sure our ambassadors are from all walks of life but also all different career pathways and they're not just all law, all accounting, all this, we want, you know, you want the hospitality and catering apprentice that's a chef, you want the the banker, you want the the person who's working in retail and so on and so forth. Then we have two programmes. We have the Champions and the Stars. The Stars is our kind of open for all policy uh, organisation. And so the Stars is anyone who is an advocate for alternatives to university and, and educating on pathways And they can, it is a voluntary scheme, so to speak, and you can support as much or as little as you want and associate with us. The Champions is our more refined ambassador scheme where they're rewarded for their input. Um, We do like a voucher exchange scheme based on content created, but the Champions scheme, they have a set number of pieces of content, et cetera, they have to create for us monthly and set, set numbers of events etc they'll support us with so we have the option of both schemes so if you're someone who doesn't want to overcommit the stars program's great if you're someone who is actually like no no i want to be you know really flying this flag and going quite heavy with this then the champions program might be the one for you
0: and i'm assuming this works the same for employers who want to be involved as you engage with you in terms of recruitment for their apprenticeships higher degree apprenticeships and so on
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a number of our clients who will want to um, have ambassadors and also clients who obviously just want to work with us, you know, on the core. And if they do want to um, get in touch to find out how they can work with us outside, of, you know, the ambassadors we spoke about, talking about the job board, the create side, then they can contact me directly. Same end of the email at not going to but just with Connor at the start instead of ambassadors and you'll be able to reach out to myself.
0: Brilliant, and we'll make sure that we put all of this in the show notes so that you have the details of the website and we'll include uh, Connor's email as well for those of you who are listening. Again, this is... uh pretty much unique to the UK in the way in which we're setting things up uh, and how we're particularly trying to meet the demands of our labour markets here. Uh, But again, if you're an international listener and you think, wow, this is really interesting and you may want to put up a debate uh, in terms of uh, not going to union, what you're doing in your context, again, do look in the show notes and we will make uh, those contacts available to you. Um, Connor, it has been an absolute pleasure um
1: thank it, you
0: thank you it's great to hear what's going on um as uh, the listeners will know that we've had um Apprenticeships.co.uk. we've also had amazing apprenticeships and now we have not going to uni um it's exciting to be part of the uk uh, market doing a lot of this kind of work uh, and for myself being involved in higher degree apprenticeships as well thank you so much for coming on
1: Pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, yeah, like I said, anyone wants to reach out, please do feel free.
0: And this is the end of season two, everybody. Do come back for season three. We are going to be looking at that phenomena that happened post-COVID called the Great Escape or the grey escape, I'm going to be speaking to people who are Gen X and, and boomers uh, talking about what are those final decisions that they're making as they think about the last 10, 15 years of their own careers and where that may take them. So thank you again. Do uh, look out for the new season and speak to you soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to The Doctor and he just dissected the intersection between work and learning.